historical event, not as just a religious event, but an event that can still impact our lives even today. Amen? Father, we submit to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for Jesus Christ who makes us alive physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally. Lord Jesus, we submit to you. We need your life today. Lord Jesus, would you today, just as the stone was rolled away by an angel sent by you, that this morning would you roll away the stone that keeps us from worshiping you? Would you roll away the stone that keeps us from living our lives? Would you roll away the stone of sin and death in our lives today? And would you free us so that we can be fully alive as you are fully alive? We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were made as were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became dead, like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Isn't that awesome? So we celebrate a risen God. You can go to the tombs of religious leaders in all over the world, and they're still in the tomb. They're still in their grave. And you can go and you can go to, to the place. There's two places in Jerusalem. There's one that's disputed, one that's probably true. And you go and there's an empty tomb because Jesus is alive today. And so this morning we celebrate that Jesus is alive. Can you imagine this? Let me read this to you and you can grasp what, what God does and the power of God. You're leaving a church building. The funeral's over. The burial's next. Ahead of you walk six men who carry the coffin that carries the tomb of the body of your son, your only son. You're numb from the sorrow, stunned. You lost your husband. Now you've lost your son. Now you have no family. If you had any more tears, you would weep. If you had any more faith, you would pray. But both are in short supply, so you do neither. You just stare at the back of the wooden box. Suddenly it stops. The pallbearers have stopped. You stop. A man has stepped in front of the casket. You don't know him. You've never seen him before. He wasn't at the funeral. He's dressed in a corduroy coat and jeans. You have no idea what he's doing. But before you can object, he steps up to you and says, Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. This is is a funeral. My son is dead. Don't cry. Who are you to tell me not to cry? Those are your thoughts. But they never become your words because before you can speak, he acts. He turns back to the coffin, places his hand on it and says in a loud voice, Young man, I tell you, get up! Now just a minute, one of the pallbearers objects. But the sentence is interrupted by a sudden movement in the casket. The men look at each other and lower it quickly to the ground. It's a good thing they do because as soon as it touches the sidewalk, the lid slowly opens. Sounds like something out of a science fiction novel? It's not. It's right of the Gospel of Luke. He went up and touched the coffin and the people who were carrying it stopped. Jesus said, young man, I tell you, get up. And the son sat up and began to walk. Luke 7, 14 through 15. You see, Jesus is alive, and Jesus can still raise the dead today. You see, Jesus is alive, and he still rolls away the stones. This morning we're talking about that. You see, the Bible says that for nothing is impossible with God. Romans 8.11 says that if the Spirit, 
If the same spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This morning we can have life eternal. Yes, we're going to die on this earth. Yes, we're going to pass away. Yes, we're going to struggle through some things. We're going to see victories. But we can have life eternal. We can have joy even now through our life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. How many of you like sales, price rollbacks? You ever had that? I know there's a store and some of you don't want to admit that you go to that store. But there's a place that they have rollbacks. You see, how many of us would like to have a rollback on the miles of your car? Wouldn't that be awesome if you could roll back the mileage on your car and that your, your car would be as good as new as it was when you first got it? How many of you would like to roll back the years on a marriage to better days? How many of you would like to roll back... A relationship that is soured. How many, how many of you would like to roll back some things in your health issues? You, you wish you wouldn't have started smoking. You wish you wouldn't have started taking those drugs. You wish you would have taken better care of your body, eaten less of the sugar. Maybe you would like to have rolled back a job or a business decision that didn't turn out so good. Maybe you would have liked to have rolled back a time when your faith was alive and it was exciting and it was life-giving to you. You see, here's the good news is Through Jesus Christ, all of that can still happen today. And we're going to talk about that this morning because you see, Jesus came. He has risen from the dead. He brings freedom from our sin. He brings freedom from our flesh. He brings freedom from the enemy of our souls. He brings us freedom from the grave. He brings us freedom from our bad decisions. God is a loving God. Amen? He is alive today. He still rolls back stones. Let me read this to you one more time. Romans 8, 11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you... He who raised Christ from the dead also will give life to your moral bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. You see, today, if you allow, Jesus can roll back the things that you've done. Jesus can roll back the things that have happened to you. Jesus can roll back the fear of the grave. He can roll back the fear of death. You see, we're all going to die one day, but Jesus can give us victory over that. Amen? You see, Easter is more than just bunnies. It's more than egg hunts. It's more than candy. It's more than spring break. It's more than getting time off. It's more than a new outfit. It is getting a new life through Jesus Christ. Amen? And I'm excited. Can you tell? Because this is Resurrection Celebration Sunday. And Jesus came to conquer death. He came to give you and I life. And if you listen with your heart, you listen with your spirit, and you receive the words of Jesus today, you can also have that stone rolled away. You also can have life today. Amen? The first thing, if you're going to follow along, and I usually have notes, you don't have to, you can just listen. But number one, death must happen. Death must happen. Pastor Stan, I just thought you said this is is a church of life, and you talked about Jesus, where you see everything must die on this earth. Every person, every plant, every animal must die. You see, the odds are against us. Did you know that there is no one except for two in the Bible that are recorded? No other humans have, have, have defeated death. It's one out of one. Ten out of ten people die. Did you know that? One hundred out of hundred people, they die. A million out of a million people, guess what? They die. Isn't that discouraging? Isn't that exciting today that you're here to hear that? You see, all of us die. Nothing lasts forever. Everyone here is given one life to live on this earth. Hebrews 9, 27 says, Just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face the judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of the many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. You see, there's a victory, though. In death, we have life. You see, how many of you have planted trees? How many of you have planted plants? How many of you know what plants are? How many of you know what seeds are? You see, 
when a plant dies, for instance, if you have flowers and, and the, the, the flower flowers and then the seeds dry and they go to the ground, they die and they're buried. And then they spring up and from the death, new life comes up. And you see what happens is you and I, we live in this fleshly world. We live in this world and, and we, we all fear death or we celebrate death or we're not sure about death. We try to avoid death. But all of us are going to die. But here's the awesome thing is Jesus volunteered his life so that we, when we do lie, die, we don't have to die eternally. That we can live eternally. That even if we are on this earth, even though we live this earth knowing that we're going to live so many years of this earth, we can still live because of Jesus. Jesus volunteered his life. I think I have that. That Jesus volunteered his life. John 10.10 says, 10.11 says, 10.11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You see, Jesus gave his life so you and I could have life. That's what we talk about. John 10.17-18 The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down Of my own accord, I have authority to lay it down and authority to pick it up again. This command I received from my Father. Jesus had to die to take away the curse of sin, to take away the curse of death upon you and I. You see, no person can pay for your sins. You cannot pay for your sins. You you do not make enough money. You cannot do enough religious acts, the Bible says. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, Pastor Stan, I've never sinned. I don't believe in sin. Therefore, if I don't believe in sin, I can't sin. Well, that's like saying the sun will not burn you. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many banks does it take for a person to be called a bank robber? How many sins does it take a person to commit to become a sinner? Well, I've never done anything wrong. You're a liar. We've all done something wrong. And the Bible says that sin is falling short. It means doing something in disobedience to Him. And so you see, we've all sinned. Well, I don't believe in sin. That's fine if you want. You can say that all you want, but you can't deny it. Look at our world. Look what sin is doing to our world. Look what it's doing. Maybe in your own life, look what it's done. But here's the good news. Jesus came to set us free from sin. And that's why we celebrate today. Number two, let me talk about this man has rolled a big stone in front of the entrance. Matthew chapter 27, 59 through 60. Joseph took the body, speaking of Jesus, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, excuse me, <coughs> and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. You see, Joseph of Arimathea took the crucified body of Christ And he placed it in this tomb that he had dug out and he rolled a a large stone in front of it. And you see, just like Joseph, mankind digs his grave through the life that we live when we live in disobedience to God or when we we try to do our own things. And then what happens is, because of the, the pressures of life, because of the things of life, we roll a large stone and many of us are trapped in our lives. We're in a rut. We have the same old boring life. The same old boring job. Maybe, maybe there's, like I talked about, a, a thing that you wish you would have never done that now that you do and you wish you could roll it back. And you see that gravestone is, is rolled in front of you so that you can't enjoy life because you're trapped, you're in bondage, you're in fear, you're in a rut, you're depressed, you're discouraged. You see, life can drain life out of us. But the good news is, Jesus came to give us life to free us from that. You see, for every seed that is sown, fruit comes from it, good or bad. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
You see, the Bible says that we reap what we sow. So, so, and I talked about this. If you, if you thought it was cool, then I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to beat you up, okay? Please don't get mad. I'm just trying to, I'm using examples that we do. If you think it's cool and you go out and get drunk every weekend with your friends, there is a price that you're going to pay. I remember when I was a freshman at the Carl State University, there was a girl on our co-ed basketball team and she was a partier. And I was praying for a lot. And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to say what to say about, you know. And one weekend, uh, the coach, just another a student, he said, one day I saw him. He said, he said, I said, hey, Bill, what's going on? He was kind of sad. He said, you hear about Laura? I said, no. She, she died in a car accident. Her and her friend were drinking. You see, for every seed that you plant, there's going to be fruit. You see, some of you wish that you would not have started that drug or that, that thing that you put in your lung or your, your lips or, or you drink. Or Some of you wish you would have lived a different life. But here's the good news is, I'm not here to condemn you, but Jesus can set us free of that stone that we've rolled in our own lives. Jesus can set us free of that thing. You see, that's what salvation, that's what Easter is all about. Amen? So every one of us in some way has dug a tomb and we've put a large stone on it in front of it because of some bad choices. So let me talk about this just for a few minutes. Our bad choices. Remember, for, the, for every action, there is a reaction. For every seed that we plant, something has to come out of it. Good and bad. I mean, you, could, you can exercise. Well, I, I know someone, they exercise three days, three days a week and they died early. That, that happens sometimes. None of us can control when we die. But we can control how we live our lives. And we can control how we enter in eternity. Amen? And we can do that by accepting the love of Jesus. But you see, the decisions that we made years ago are bearing fruit, good and bad, in our lives today. Amen? That loud rock and roll music that you liked, you know. And remember, do you remember back, they had, remember, some of you remember the boom boxes? Do you remember those? Or, or before, you know, before we had the MP3s and, and you had the earphones and you, you cranked the music up and some now you're like, some of you are like, what? What? You see, young people, same thing, you put those MP3s and you crank it up and you think it's cool. You're going to pay a price. You're paying a price. You say, well, I can do what I want. This is my body. Yes, it is your body. You can do what you want, but you're going to pay a price. Good and bad. Good and bad. I remember one time uh, I, I met this man who, who was on his deathbed in the hospital because of hepatitis, because of drugs. And so his, his son asked his co-worker, who was, who was a, a person in my church, to go pray with him. And I went and talked to him. I said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, I have hepatitis. The doctor said, I don't have long to live. And I said, man, man, I don't want to cut to the chase, but you need Jesus. You need to get right with Jesus right now. He said, well, I've made an agreement with God. I said, I don't care what kind of agreement. You need to make an agreement with Jesus right now. And you need to accept him. Guess what? He accepted Jesus that moment. And guess what? The hepatitis began to lose its control in his life. And as far as I know, he's still alive today. Because he allowed Jesus to roll back the stone. Isn't that exciting? You see, Jesus can still do that today, amen? Even though we make bad choices, even though we, we've done destructive things to our bodies and we're going to harvest pain, God can set us free from that, amen? You see, saying destructive words, listen to this, telling people to shut up, calling people idiots, cursing at them, yelling at them, you're going to lose friends. And you wonder why. Amen? You see, running up your credit card and, until you have 20 credit cards, you, run up, you, you might have fun right now, but then you're going to pay for the rest of your life. Amen? You see, trying to be accepted by society and trying to compromise your life and the moral laws and standards will reap many unfavorable benefits. Cheating, lying, infidelity in marriage, getting ahead of any cost no one will like anymore, and even possibly death. We reap what we've sown. 
And so hopefully we've learned and we're going to continue to learn to put some good seeds in. But the good news is if we've made a mistake, God can deliver us from those mistakes. Number three, heaven rolled away, heaven rolled back the stone. Matthew 28, 2 and 3 says, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. You see, God knew that you and I would need help. He knew that you and I would dig a tomb. He knew that you and I would roll a tombstone in front of it. And so he sent a way for us to be free from that. Check this out, Colossians chapter 2. I read this last week, Colossians 2, verse 13 through 15. It says, When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. Isn't that exciting? He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You see, the purpose of the resurrection of Christ is not so you can have a day off, not so you can get a new outfit, it's so that you can have a new life. Amen? That you can be freed from the gravestone, you can be free from the work of the flesh, you can be free from the work of the enemy. Jesus is waiting to roll your stone back this morning. It's going to be your choice, though, this morning. You see, some of you, you're trapped. You're stuck. You're in a rut. You're in this lifestyle, and you're, you're dying. And this morning, you're still holding on. I'm, I'm pleading with you in the name of Jesus. Would you let go of that destructive lifestyle? Would you let go of this, this lifestyle that's leaving you empty, and would you accept Jesus Christ? Well, I don't want to become a fanatical Christian. I don't want to have to wear dark clothes. Do you see anyone here looking dead? Some of you look good in dark clothes, by the way. And that's good. But, but we're not going to ask you to be strange. We're just going to allow you to be free through Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what happens. You see, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You're afraid of what? You're afraid of letting go. And allowing God to roll that stone away and to pull you out of that grave and say, Come, be alive again. Don't be afraid. Amen? And so here it is. Heaven rolled back the stone. Number four. Jesus has risen from the dead. Jesus has risen from the dead. Matthew, we read part of this, Matthew 28, 5 and 7. Matthew 28, 5 and 7. Then the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. You see, Jesus, when he was buried, and then when he rose again, he, he defeated death. Death has no longer has control in his life or our lives if we accept him. You see, death is, is one of those difficult subjects. Some of us are fascinated with death. Some of us try to avoid talking about death. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to be discouraging. But we're all going to die. Just face it. You see, people have tried to cheat death, but they've never won. And then sometimes we try to hide from death and we try to say, well, I don't want to talk about that. Or some of us, again, we're, we're fascinated by it, some of us. We're fascinated by how people get killed, how, how, how criminals do things. We're fascinated with war. I mean, it's just part of a human thing that we have, that we either fear it or we're fascinated by it. But either way, we don't have to cower. We don't have to fear death because if you have Christ in your life, you're free from that. Yes, you're going to die. And I don't know when or how, but you will be with God in eternity. And even while you're on this earth, whether you have a day, six months, 60 years, 100 years left, you can still live life by having Jesus Christ in your life. Death 
does not have to control you anymore. Hebrews 2.14 says this, Since the children have flesh and blood, speaking of Jesus, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those all their lives who are held in slavery by their fear of death. You see, death can be handled through Jesus Christ. That's what Resurrection Celebration Sunday is about. Victory over death. You see, we're going to die, but we don't have to fear death. We don't know when or how we're going to die, but that shouldn't make us fear anymore because if your life is secure in Christ, if He's rolled away your stone, you can live eternally with God. You can live even on this earth, however many years you might have, you can still have life. Isn't that exciting? Again, let me read this to you, Romans 8:11. And if the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you in you you see when you accept Jesus he lives in you and he rolls away the stone he pulls you out of that tomb that you've dug so this morning let the the resurrection of Jesus bring life to your mortal body your mortal mind and you might say so so what does this have to do with me now it means that God can give you life today and in eternity you don't have to fear death in fact number five do not be afraid Do not be afraid. Jesus, when he came back, he said to the disciples, do not be afraid. The angel said, do not be afraid. I don't know about you, but we live in a world of fear. Right? You watch the news. I mean, we're we're still fearful of some unknown strain of flu that's going to kill us. I mean, if you watch the movies, there's there's lots of movies about some unknown strain of some bug that's going to kill us and make us into zombies, or we're all the earth is going to pass away, the the monkeys are going to take over. I mean, what are the birds? I, so there's all this fear. There's there's swine flu. There's bird flu. I mean, there's probably a fish flu. There's probably rock flu. I don't know, but we live in fear. We're in fear of the economy. We're in fear, we're in fear of war. We're in fear of, uh, of losing a job or income, of losing a friend, a spouse, a mate. We're, we're, we're in fear of cancer. I hate cancer. But we're, we're afraid of living life because of this fear that dominates our society. And it's sad to say that even in the church, I see some of you coming here gripped with fear. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen tomorrow? You don't need to worry like that. Jesus is alive today. Whether you live or whether you die, He is God and you're going to go to heaven. Amen? You don't need to live in fear. What about a terrorist? What about a nuclear bomb? What about this? What about that? What about global this and global that? Don't fear that stuff. Jesus came to set us free. You see, that's a tombstone the world has put onto us. You don't need to fear that anymore. I can't guarantee that there will not be another catastrophe. I can't guarantee there will not be an economy crash, but I can guarantee that you can have life through Jesus Christ. And that He can roll away your stone this morning. Amen? So do not fear. Amen? 1 John 4.18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, if you accept Jesus, you don't have to live in fear God is not here to punish you. He is here to set you free. Yes, He will punish mankind if we continue to disobey Him, but He sent Jesus to set us free. Jesus is risen. He is not dead. Let Him roll away your stone. Amen? You see, number six, and here's the last thing, number six is Jesus still moves stones today. Jesus still moves stones today. 
Why did you come to church today? Did you come because your friend invited you, your family member coached you? It's because you felt like this is something you're supposed to do today? You came to hear an Easter message? No, you really came today because God wants to roll away your stone. That's why you're here today. I still believe in divine intervention. I still believe in providence. Yes, I believe in your free will, but you freely came to allow, to Je- to allow today to allow Jesus to roll away your stone today. You see, some of you, you're sitting and you're trapped in a tomb. And there's a stone that's been rolled over, whether it's the enemy, the world, or yourself. God wants to set you free today. God wants to set you free, but the only thing that you have to do is you have to surrender to Jesus Christ. It's that simple. You're not going to be some brainwashed Christian. You're looking at There are some intellectual people here. All of you are good looking. None of us here are coerced. No one forced us with a gun or a machine gun. No one has our family somewhere and says, if you don't come to church today, we're going to blow them up. None of us are under that. We came freely because we see that there's life in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, for you to be free of this tombstone, for you to be free of this gravestone, this tombstone that's holding you back, you must give control of your life to Jesus. Well, I still want to live life. I'm telling you, you're not living life until you accept Jesus. No, man, you don't. Pastor, man, I'm, I'm living the good life. Well, I'm, I'm, maybe you are enjoying some parts of life, but the good life is living with Jesus and having your eternity set. Having even joy in the midst of trials and tribulations and tri- in the things that you and I fear. Here's what needs to happen. Luke 9, 23-25 says this. Jesus speaking, then he said to them, All... If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit, excuse me, his very self? You see, if you accept Jesus and his ways, you will have a new life. The old tomb stone will be rolled away and you'll be delivered. Isn't that exciting? And then, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 can be true in your life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Would you stand with me this morning, friends? Because of Jesus, because of his resurrection, he has power. And because of that, listen, my friends, please don't rush off. I'm going to have a time of prayer in a few moments and I'm going to ask you to come up in a moment if you want to come up. But because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you and I can have a new hope today. He can roll away the stone for your depression, your fears. You can have new feelings of of joy. You can have a new purpose and a destiny in life because of Jesus Christ. You can be free from the mortal fears of life that this world throws on us. You can be free of all the failures. You can be free of your failures. Maybe you did some things 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 40 years ago. You wish you would have never done. I'm here to tell you Jesus can set you free from that today. But it comes that you must surrender your life to Jesus. You must give your life to Jesus today. You see, with, with the resurrection of Jesus, there's, there's a new potential, there's a new attitude, there's a new life. The decision is yours today. Will you stay in the tomb? Or will you allow Jesus to give you new life today? It's very simple. You need to just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender all to you. So I'm going to ask just for a moment, if you would close your eyes bow your heads for the privacy of the person near you. I want to give you opportunity to to be free today. And if you've never 
accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Will save from the tomb. Saved from death. Saved from fear. Saved from Satan. Saved from sin. And I want to give you opportunity this morning, Resurrection Sunday morning celebration, that if you've never accepted Jesus and you want to make Him the Lord of your life, with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, would you just raise your hand and say, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior today. Come on, put your hands up. I want to accept Him as my Savior today. I see those hands. Okay, drop those hands down. Would everyone still with your eyes closed, heads bowed, would everyone repeat after me, Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I turn my life over to you. Deliver me from the tomb. Roll away the gravestone. Set me free. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your light. I accept you as my King, as my Lord, and as my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, don't leave yet because I want to pray for you this morning. For some of you who want a prayer. Now, if you made that prayer for the first time, I have a little booklet I want to give you in the front. And I want to give it to you. It's called the New Believer's Handbook. I want you to come and take one or see me after if you want to talk to me about your decision in Christ. Now, here's the last thing. I really feel led by the Holy Spirit to do this. That I want to, for those of you that want to, I want to pray with the anointing oil over you. And I want to pray that maybe there's a bondage or something that's holding you back. Maybe there's a tombstone still in your way. I want to, I want to pray with you that you'll be free. And if that's you, 